Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. My name is Emily Chabourne and I am a mindset coach and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this epic community of over 3,000 people and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. This one was sent in through Instagram, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. So I did a little question box, which I've never done before, and actually got loads of people responding with topics that they want me to talk about, as opposed to quite detailed, wordy questions, which come in over email info emilychubborn.com. So this one just simply said, how do I deal with a horrific breakup? So obviously I don't know the context or the details around this breakup. And to be honest, they're probably irrelevant anyway. I don't know what you mean by horrific. I don't know if you mean he completely broke my heart or she cheated on me or we've been together for 20 years and there was a secret family. I don't know what the horrific necessarily means, but it's kind of inconsequential. I think whenever you are parting ways with another human being, whenever a relationship dissolves and concludes, it is always full of a sort of fraught energy. There's always some doubt, there's always some fear. Quite often there's a feeling of rejection. There is the splitting of the things, the splitting of the friends. There is the journey into self where we have to redefine who we are again. There is the resetting of goals. Quite often our goals have been intertwined and interlinked with this other person's. And now all of a sudden, those goals are either redundant or they look completely different or they've completely disappeared and dissipated. And and so we're kind of left with this vortex of future in front of us that doesn't feel good, that doesn't look the way that we thought it was going to look, that can be a little bit overwhelming. So I'm doing this new thing where I'm ignoring Theodore when he barks. He gets zero attention from me. Either that or I'll just kill him, one or the other. So I've got seven things that I want to run through. By no means are these seven things the extensive list. And by no means are these seven things going to make you feel better. Because what I know to be true about these sort of more shadowy periods of your life, when it feels a bit more clunky, when it feels really hard, it's like you're being called to draw on strength that you didn't know that you had. It's like the universe really tests you. How strong really are you? How much emotional resilience do you have? And in that test, it exposes the weak bits. That doesn't mean you are weak. It just exposes to you where you maybe need to do some more work, where you maybe need to build strength. And I don't mean build protection. I don't mean build defensiveness strength is not fuck you I'm never trusting another man again fuck you all women are bitches fuck you I'm better off by myself that's not strength strength is wow I've realized for the last 
10 years, 20 years, 30 years, two months, whatever it is, I've been in a really codependent relationship with this other person. And now that other person has left, I feel like my life has fallen apart because what I've realized is I don't really trust myself. I don't really know myself. I don't really value myself. I've never had very strong boundaries. Wow, that's a real lesson for me. Now, the weak person will turn around and be like, well, fuck you. It's all your fault. You did this to me. And they will continue in that narrative. The strong person will go, wow, that's exposed some bits of me that I might not like right now, but I'm going to have to deal with I'm going to have to go and I'm going to have to educate myself I'm going to have to learn about myself I'm going to have to sit in the seat of self-awareness with myself I'm going to have to find a person and a community and a mentor and a coach and a group of people who are going through this and have gone through this and who know how to teach me the tools so that I can evolve and change and level the fuck up that's strength so the first thing is don't be afraid to feel. So naturally, when we feel something then it doesn't feel good, we want to not feel it anymore. So an example of this would be yesterday, I put on a jumper from the very bottom of my jumper box. And as I put it on, I was like, oh, I can't remember why I haven't been wearing this more. I love this jumper. And then about 33 seconds later, I was like, oh, God, fucking fuck, this is why I don't wear this bloody fucking jumper. I had one of those really scratchy labels that like basically decimates the back of your neck. And what did I do? I chose to take the jumper off. I'm not going to wear the jumper that causes me that level of irritation. And when we translate that into feelings, it makes natural sense that if we were wearing a feeling that does not feel good, we want to take that feeling off. Why would we willingly be like, yeah, I'm wearing this jumper. It's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever worn. We won't, right? We want to go, this feels gross. Get it off me. Unfortunately, unlike jumpers, feelings don't really work like that. Feelings need to be felt in order to transcend because we never take the feeling off in the same way that we can take the jumper off and physically distance ourselves from it. What we tend to do with feelings is we go, this feels gross. How can I distract myself from it? How can I drink myself through this? How can I Netflix my way through this? How can I find somebody else to take away this feeling from me? And we tend to look externally to other people and other experiences and other things and other substances in order to distract ourselves from the scratchy label on our neck. My breakup two breakups ago where I was really blindsided and I didn't see it coming and there was a third party involved and my mum had just died and it just, it was fucking horrendous. And I remember waking up two days into the breakup and just being like, right, I need to drink a glass of wine. And I did. And that was how, this was pre-sobriety, obviously. And that was how I chose to deal with a lot of that breakup. I drank my way through it because in the instant it felt better. As a result of that, the recovery from that breakup took so much fucking longer than it needed to because I was never really dealing with the emotion of the breakup. I was never really dealing with 
how it really felt. And unless I'm going to deal with how something really feels, I'm never going to see the bits that need to be highlighted. I didn't recognize my codependence in that relationship until about 18 months later when I was doing some AA sobriety step work because I was so busy trying not to feel how I was feeling that I didn't recognize my part to play in it. And so even though it feels really counterintuitive, sit in the pain right now. Now that doesn't mean stay in the pain. That doesn't mean stay in the story of this person did this to me and this person rejected me and this person broke my heart and this person betrayed my trust because that's not a resourceful place. That's not going to take you to where you want to be eventually as a human being. So I'm not saying stay in the story, but I am saying take some time, whether it be a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and just allow yourself to journal how you're feeling, to be how you're feeling, sit with the feeling. Don't try and numb yourself or distract yourself. Now that doesn't mean that you're just gonna stay in a darkened room for the next two months, not seeing anyone and not doing anything. It's a fine line and I do suggest that you absolutely keep yourself busy and, and do the things that you love and connect with the people that lift you up and love you and you know, go and do all the hobbies and go to the gym and get some exercise, all of that, absolutely. But you can still do that and have moments of contemplation where you sit and you cry and you journal and you ask yourself to look at things from a different perspective and you ask the universe what it is that you need to learn because your feelings will tell you, they will show you where it is that you need to heal, that you need to learn a bit more about yourself, that you need to shift your paradigm, your belief system, the way that you think, the way that you behave, the way that you act. And that will set you up not to repeat some of the stuff that has created the less resourceful parts of your past relationship. So that's the first point. It was quite waffly, sorry, but I'll just say it again succinctly for you don't be afraid to feel your feelings and try not to be too tempted to numb out your feelings and to outsource your feelings to external things either moving on to a new relationship really quickly because you can't bear the idea of being alone or drinking your way through it or snorting your way through it or smoking your way through it or partying your way through it or working your way through it you know there's all sorts of distractions that we can create so allow yourself to really feel because it's inside those feelings that the lessons lie and that's where your strength is the second thing is zero contact if it's possible now I know that quite often breakups have children involved and so obviously we want to maintain a respectful relationship with our ex if nothing else and we are going to have to have that contact I know sometimes there are the division of the things and we maybe there's property together or money or assets that we need to be split and so it's not always as simple as I need not to speak to you for a while but when it is possible my suggestion is that you go zero contact for a minimum of three months the reason that I think that this works is that whatever has happened in your relationship and wherever you're at in life, you are going to need to learn how to be without that person. And from my own personal experience and certainly through my observation, it takes much longer 
for an energetic separation from an ex when you are still speaking to each other, trying to be friends with each other, seeing each other socially, still wanting to be there for each other. Like you're either splitting up or you're not splitting up. You kind of can't have it both ways. And especially if you are the person who's chosen not to end the relationship and your partner has, when you're in that kind of like, oh, well, we're still trying really hard to be friends. So we're still hanging out with each other and we're still checking in with each other. 110 fucking percent. There's a bit of you that's going, please, let's get back together. Let him see how amazing I am. Let her realize she's made a mistake. 100 percent. That's what's happening. So there needs to be a full separation And yes, obviously, there will still be dialogue if you've got children. There'll still be dialogue if you've got assets that need to be split. But in my experience, the best way to really cut that tie and really learn how to be by yourself again is to go cold turkey and cut the whole thing off. You will will be energetically tied to your ex if you are still in contact with your ex. You can't not be even though that might seem quite appealing and quite safe and quite familiar, that will ultimately hinder your healing process, hinder your learning process, hinder your growth process and push out the timeline between you healing from this relationship and calling in the next one. One of the comments that's just come in, oh my God, he's living on my couch, no wonder I'm emotionally drained so emotionally drained you're still in a relationship with him 100% you are still in a relationship with him you are in the worst bits of the relationship with him as well you don't even get the good bits of him you just you're just getting the crappy bits and you're preventing yourself from deeply connecting to that relationship that you have with yourself so that one day whenever that might be you call in another relationship for yourself So yeah, you're totally denying yourself by choosing the familiar. So that's the second thing. Third thing, don't believe your thoughts. When we are in the throes of a breakup, quite often, or not quite often, all the time, your brain goes into this kind of like weird fucked up matrix where while you are sitting at home crying, your ex is like out there like some fucking pimped up prince and he's on a yacht drinking champagne with girls clad in bikinis or you know she's already moved on to the next relationship and she's running through meadows holding hands with this other chick and you're sitting at home and it's gray and like black and white like in the infomercials when they're using the old mop and there's water going everywhere and it's terrible and they're living like the super steam mop where everything's easy and they don't have backache and when we allow ourselves to believe that narrative we increase the amount of pain that we feel for ourselves and now we're dealing with a false set of emotion we want to avoid dealing with false emotion and we want to only try and deal with real emotion and real emotion is what is it that I know that is absolute truth and what do I need to learn about myself false emotion is I wonder what he's doing and So be very aware of false emotion. Be very careful of the story that you are telling yourself. And this doesn't just apply in relationships. This applies in every area of life. You know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know how somebody else is coping. You don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. You don't know what's going on anywhere outside of your five senses. You know very fucking little. (laughs) And while, while you are 
in this sort of fantasy world of well, you know, that, that one time four years ago at Christmas when he didn't get me what I wanted for, for my Christmas present, what was he doing? Was he seeing somebody else then? Like, as tempting as it is to allow your brain to start doing that, it's a really dangerous emotional battle that you are going to put yourself into because you're fighting ghosts, you're fighting imaginings, you're not dealing with reality. So be really careful about your thoughts. Your thoughts are not true. Your thoughts about money are probably not true. Your thoughts about men are probably not true. Your thoughts are not true. They're not. They are imaginings. Never, ever, ever think with your mind. Think with your gut. Learning how to develop your intuitive perception and that internal knowing is is a skill that I suggest that everybody undertakes. Yeah, so don't believe your thoughts. On that, one of the things that I found really useful was to sit down and write a list in a moment of clarity that I had about why it was a good thing that my ex and I had broken up. And basically it was like a list of all the things about my ex that really didn't work or the, my past relationship that weren't really working. You know, even on that list, it was like, I don't want to be with someone who has hurt me the way that this person has hurt me, who has not communicated to me the way that this person has not communicated to me, that who has betrayed my trust the way that this person has betrayed my trust. Because I knew that there were going to be many times when my brain went to, oh my God, I just really, really, really want her back. And I just, you know, and I knew that, that my brain would do that. And I knew my brain would delete all of the evidence of why it was a good thing that we had broken up and it would attach itself to all of this fake evidence as to why we should get back together. And, and so in that one moment of clarity that I had, I took the time to write down all of the things, all of the ways that my ex had actually presented, not the way that I had interpreted, but the way that they had actually presented to me. And then in future moments when I was sitting there being like, oh, my ex was the one and I'm never going to find... I took out that list and I was like, actually, hang on a minute. That's not the truth. The, the thought that I just had is not the truth because I have all of this evidence to the contrary. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! The fourth thing is to... When it is possible, I know lots of people have very busy lives and they have children and all of that jazz. I understand that. But understand that rest is one of the most healing tools that you can use for yourself. If you had run a marathon yesterday, you would not wake up today and be like, right, I'm going to clean the house from top to bottom and my schedule is as normal. Come on, kids, get in the car. I have to go to my Zumba class. You wouldn't. You'd be like, right, I'm running a marathon. So the day after the marathon, I'm clearing my schedule and I'm going to be lying down watching Netflix. And we understand that our physical output demands rest. What we tend to forget is that our emotional output is as energetically depleting and that also needs rest in order to recover and recuperate. So right now you are going through a extreme marathon of mental exertion. 
So allow yourself to rest. It's okay that you're tired. I remember one morning in the throes of grief and a breakup, waking up, making myself a cup of coffee and being like, oh, I have to go back to bed. <laughs> like, that's, that's all I can do right now. Now, there is a massive difference between lying in bed all day and being like, I'm not going to do life. I'm going to stay in a depressed state. I'm never getting out of bed again. And listening to your body as you are going about your day-to-day -day life and your body goes, Phew, could do with the rest. And you go, I hear you. I love you. I am in compassion with you. We're going to go and we're going to lie down. I'm going to read a book for half an hour. I'm going to speak to my friend lying on the bed or I'm going to have a nap or I'm going to chill out and watch an hour's worth of Netflix or whatever it is. There's a massive difference. So don't confuse the two. Don't be like, oh, Emily said I should lie in bed all day. Fuck it. Not going to work. Massively different between like being depressed and going about your day-to-day -day life, but having the compassion with yourself to understand that you might be a bit more tired. You might need to prioritize sleep a bit more. It's okay that you have a nap. Maybe you don't go and do a Zumba class. Maybe you just do a 20 minute soft, gentle yin yoga class. You know, on that idea of rest, make sure that you are really nurturing your physical body because your physical body encases the energetic body which is working fucking overtime right now your emotional body is fucking exhausted and it is doing everything in its power to transcend transmute experience release heal so like help it out by nourishing yourself well by drinking lots of water by getting outside and having big massive gulps of air by being in nature when you can and by listening to yourself and allowing yourself to rest it's so important that's not some outskirts flippant mumbo jumbo life is so simple when you break it down what do you need ultimately to get through this horrific shitty time you need rest you need water you need some fresh air and you need to be in compassion with yourself number five really learn your lessons. And I've touched on this in some of the previous points, but it deserves its own number. When I say learn your lessons, I mean really sit in self-reflection. And there is a massive difference here between responsibility and blame or fault. You might not be to blame for the fact that your ex, I don't know, cheated on you or that your ex lied to you. You might not be to blame for that. It might not be your fault, although with time, you may look back and be like, oh, God, I really wasn't honest with him then. Or, you know, I was a real closed book to her. I wasn't emotionally available to her then. That might be a lesson that comes up for you. But you don't have to take on somebody else's behavior. What you absolutely 100% need to do in this time is take full responsibility for yourself, your own actions, your own reactions, the red flags that you chose to ignore and the way that you deal with the breakup. That is your responsibility. You can't outsource that to your ex. You don't get to sit here now and be like, you did this to me and so now the rest of my life is fucked. You did this to me and so now you've taken away all my self-confidence. You did this to me and now I can't trust anybody. You don't get to outsource your fucking power to another human being like that, whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship. You must sit in the seat of self-responsibility. 
And the best way to do that is to learn your lessons. You know, all those red flags that you ignored. There's no point beating yourself up for it because it's a bit like saying, oh God, I really wish I hadn't eaten that lasagna two days ago. You know what? You ate that lasagna two days ago. There's no point wasting your energy wishing that you could change the past because you can't. You can only deal with what is current and what is now. And the best way to do that is to go, fuck, right. God, that lesson hurt, but I am never, ever, ever compromising myself that way again. I am never going to ignore a red flag that way again. I am never not going to speak up for myself again. So really learn your lessons. And that is a sit down with a pen and paper and some focused attention like you are studying yourself and take full responsibility for yourself in that relationship and in the breakup. The sixth thing is that time is your greatest friend. Time is the greatest healer. And if you are willing to really feel everything that you are feeling and not to suppress and not to ignore and not to repress, then I promise you in time, you will be able to look back at this episode and you will maybe even feel gratitude for it. So you will see some people, probably everyone knows someone like this or they've read a book where there has been a main character who is like this, who got their heart broken in their 20s and then like they've just stayed bitter and angry with the world ever since. That person has not allowed themselves to think expansively. They have not taken full responsibility and they have not learned their lessons through experiencing and transcending the hard emotions that come with their experience. And as a result, they have trapped themselves in bitterness and time will never heal them because they will not allow the healing to take place. If you are open and strong and brave enough to be vulnerable and brave enough to take responsibility and feel the hard emotions, learn from them, you will transcend them, then you will be free of them and then you will develop the trust within yourself to love again. I look back on not necessarily my ex, but the ex before that, when I really got my heart like down the throat, ripped out, it was grim. And I look back at that time now and I am nothing but grateful for that experience. I wouldn't want to repeat it, but I am nothing but grateful for that experience. And I don't speak to that ex anymore, but if I walked past them in the street, I would have nothing but time and compassion for them and would happily go for a coffee. Am I going to reach out to try and be friends? Fuck no. But if I saw them, there's no anger, there's no resentment, there's no bitterness. Because if I'm angry and resentful and bitter to that person, then I am angry, resentful and bitter as a person. So time will do miraculous things if you are willing to be brave. And then the seventh thing is trust. Trust that the universe will never give you anything that you cannot handle. So far... You have survived every single hard emotion, every single bad day, every single shitty bit of life. A hundred percent. And you can handle this. You might not want to, I get it, but you can. I'm going to tell you a really quick story and then I'm going to wrap this episode up 
So it's 2017. My mum had just died. My partner had just broken up with me from absolute nowhere. No one saw it coming. Everyone was shocked. I had just found out that my ex-partner of like five days ago and one of my best friends were hooking up and were starting a new relationship. And I'd injured my ankle running. So I couldn't really even walk. Sorry, my dog's doing zoomies in the background. I couldn't even walk and I was in a really dark place. It was so dark and I know not to let myself be alone in those dark places. It's a dangerous place to be on your own. So I picked up the phone, I called my mate Kim and I was like, dude, I am not okay. And she said, okay, well, I'm making risotto. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's fucking rude. Just told you I'm having a full on breakdown and you're telling me what you're having for dinner. And she was like, no, 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 no. You have to come to me because I'm stirring risotto. I can't leave the risotto. Get in a car and come over. And so I got in this Uber and I got to Kim's house and we ate this risotto and it was really delightful. And we were sitting in the garden afterwards and it was a really early spring evening. You could see the buds. You knew there was change in the air and I could not relate to that level of energy. It was the deepest of darkest winters inside of me. And I just looked at Kim and I said, I just feel like I can't take any more of what the universe is delivering. It just feels like the universe is dumping on me. And she said the wisest words to me. She said, babe, the universe isn't dumping on you. The universe is like your PT. And this is a really grueling PT session and you don't want to pick up the weight and you don't want to do the last set of reps, but you have to. And it's demanding that you do. And tomorrow, whenever tomorrow comes, you are going to wake up and you are going to look in the mirror and you are going to see that you are leaner, that you are stronger, that you are more resilient, that you have more tenacity than you have ever had before. And you are actually going to be grateful for this. And then she paused and she leaned into me and she said, but that is a choice. And that stayed with me and has stayed with me almost every single day since. It is a choice to take this experience and make it your strength. And so that, I think, is how you deal with a horrific breakup. My love and compassion to you. You have all of my love and compassion. It's a shitty time. And you will get through it. And it is your choice to come out the other end of it and to realize that as hard as it was, it created a version of you that can love deeper and trust more and connect in a way that you've never been able to connect before. And that is possible for you. I know because my clients do it and I have done it. So it is possible for you. Running through those seven things one more time. Don't be afraid to feel. And don't externalize or numb your feelings. Have zero contact if it is at all humanly possible. I suggest three months at a minimum. Don't believe your thoughts. And write down a little list of all of the reasons that you should not be with your ex to refer to when your thoughts go haywire. Rest, water, sleep and air the simplest medicines and the most effective. Number five, learn your lessons. Number six, give it time. And number seven, trust the universe knows exactly what it is doing. Just going to jump into the comments box. 
Everyone needs a Kim and an M. Everyone needs a Kim for shiz. So if you are signed up to my Friday email last week, mug of the week was a mug from Kim. And that's that Kim. She's hands down the wisest woman that I know. I adore every single cell of that woman's body. Oh my God, this is me. Thank you for touching on this today. I'm feeling down and I needed to pick me up. You are welcome. The gut knows better than the heart or head. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in the gut. So in Kundalini Yoga, we do so much work on strengthening the navel. I've got like a proper six pack. You can't see it because of all the fat that covers it, but I have actually got a six pack underneath there. And the strength that comes from strengthening your navel and having this like real energy pouring into your core um, really, really helps with developing that sort of intuitive perception and, and cultivating the resources and the capabilities internally to better deal with external stress so that the external stress doesn't consume you. I'm going to be doing my teacher training for Kundalini next month. So get excited because once I learn, I'll be teaching you. Um, more questions. I've taken so long to learn the lessons of responsibility. I allowed myself to let codependency to seep into every relationship in my life. Learning through the hub to unpack the story and starting to stand in my own truth. Yes, you bloody legend. Everything that you desire in terms of your manifestation intention is on the other side of you taking full fucking responsibility for yourself. So important. Amazing. You're a legend. Boom. So powerful, M. You are welcome. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live on Thursday mornings. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with a mate or on your socials. Please tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth, does it? So you let Barbara down the road know that she should have a little listen to this episode. If you're interested in joining the Unashamedly Human Hub, my global coaching community, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.